are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. I forgot my own intro for a second. Goodness gracious. We have Expert Thursday. Let's do that. Uh, a little bit different schedule this week because of the bye week. And I, I wanted to take a little bit of extra time to digest everything that was going on with the Rams. We have Chancellor Johnson from MBT 26 in Green Bay on the show today. And we're talking not just about the Packers, but a little bit about his journey and, and what it's been like covering the Packers. He is a, uh, a brand new uh, member of the beat straight out of college. And so this is, this is his first experience doing this. And so it's, it's really cool um, to hear his story about being in the locker room and, and uh, his, his impression of this team, what makes them tick, what makes them good and uh, how it's different from maybe what he expected. So that conversation is coming up in just a little bit. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where you versus the house in head to head fantasy. Fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit bonus. I want to talk about the running back position. And the reason I want to do that is because AJ Dillon has been awesome for the Packers this year. And I said early in the season, there have been games where he looks like the best runner, pure runner on this team. And I think part of the reason that is true, and this is this is going to get into, I think, some, some important parts of, of the discussion here. Part of the reason that is true is they've had to change the offense. They've had to use less outside zone, and they've had to use more gap schemes, more duo, and some of the Uh, Runs that I think play to A.J. Dillon's strengths a little bit more. Part of that is A.J. Dillon's been good, and so you call those runs. You have to adapt to your personnel as well. But the Packers, and I wrote about this for the Leap, they have not been great on early downs. And they're seeing these two-shell coverages. Now, not always. On earlier downs, especially, they're seeing single highs. And they're still they're still having defenses say we we don't think you can beat us over the top. Marquez Valdez Scantling being back um, is is potentially changing that. But the Rams they played plenty of single high, and the Packers beat them with it. Um, not a bunch, but a couple times they beat them enough with it. Um, but they also used the quick game to get there against these these boxes, whether it's light or heavy. You have to be able to pound them, and Green Bay just hasn't been able to do it. They are 22nd in success rate um, running the ball on early downs. They have not been good enough running the ball to make teams come out of these too high looks, especially on second and long, third and medium to long. It raises 
interesting questions to me about how the Packers handled the running back position. A year ago, they had a a little, so a year and a half ago, we have to go back that far. With the understanding that they were going to go into a free agent period with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones hitting free agency, the Packers made a decision to take A.J. Dillon. They can say any anything they want about he was the best player on our board and, and all that stuff. And I think probably to a degree, they're going to say, yeah, that that's true. But there were probably other players who, if they didn't have this need, the Packers have a tradition of doing this a year out or two years out. They plan for free agency with the understanding that they want to be ready to move on from someone if they, A, have someone who's ready to step in, or B, they need to move on from that person when his contract is up. They drafted A.J. Dillon to replace one of those players. Now, based on the reporting, they started negotiations with Aaron Jones. They wanted a new deal with Aaron Jones done. We started hearing that in the summer and into the fall of 2020 before a deal was done. And so that leads me to believe that they thought the best version of this team was Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and whatever else, and they were willing to let Jamal Williams go. That is one way to have handled it. Now, you're better with Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones this year has been a little banged up. He hasn't been as explosive. And you're you're not seeing the same impact, even though he's getting elite running back money. I still think he is, by the way, an elite running back. He just is not having that kind of season. And again, he's been banged up. The whole offensive line has been in turmoil and they haven't been able to create the explosives that they're they're used to getting. Could you have used the Aaron Jones money elsewhere? Could you have used it in an Odell Beckham pursuit? Could you have used it to pursue Stephon Gilmore in a trade? By the way, the answer to all those is yes. And is that version of your team better? Now, I understand. And and I don't even have a good answer to that. Because I understand why the Packers did what they did with Aaron Jones. I understand why they said this guy is vital to our team. He is a a boon to our organization. He is a young player who has earned a contract. And it is actually vital to the culture that he get paid. It is vital to our organizational viability, to our stability as an organization. That players here see. If you play well, you can be rewarded with a contract because Green Bay, they have a reputation of chewing up and spitting out players, or at least they did under Ted Thompson. And you don't you don't want that reputation. You don't want guys on their rookie deals gunning for stats, knowing that they're going to hit free agency and try and cash in. You want them to do what Aaron Jones has done and be the consummate professional, miss one week with Now, partially torn MCL because you want to be out there. You want to help your team win a monster game. If the Packers, though, don't don't want to pay Aaron Jones, because I do think the Dylan pick was made with the idea of trying to retain Aaron Jones. 
the, that one-two punch just makes so much sense, and we're seeing it this year, that you, you, th- you think it would be reasonable and logical to conclude that when they made that pick, they did it with the contract in mind. Would they be better off? And let's say they use a second-round pick on a running back, taking Antonio Gibson, paying Jamal Williams nothing, and using that money in free agency, using that money to sign a corner, using that money to sign a safety, using that money to sign a receiver, using that money to sign uh, a right guard. There, there are myriad things they could have done with that money. And of course, you need to allocate those resources well. They've been able to, to with no money, allocate resources to players who have come in and helped them. Russell Douglas, Devondre Campbell, you can still make those moves, but it also gives you the flexibility to make these other uh, flashier, splashier moves. Do they always work out? No, doesn't mean they would have. It is just the fact that A.J. Dillon is playing so well. And whether you look at the pro football focus numbers, some of the, the pure stats numbers, you know, the receiving numbers, especially are you're going, wow, this guy's been really good. And if he were just the feature back, they'd be really good. And if it were just Kylan Hill and AJ Dillon, they'd probably be very good. Now that doesn't send the right signal to your quarterback. Something that I do think they were aware of. Um, and so, all of this is tied together. These are not easy decisions. And, and again, I don't mean to suggest that the Packers made a mistake by signing the Aaron Jones deal. I, I, I don't think that they did. But I do think that there is this alternate universe where they decide it's not the prudent way to go and they handle the 2020 draft differently. Now, maybe they handle it differently in a lot of different ways. It is not the pick that I think is second-guessed. And, and I'm not even second guessing it because I think that A.J. Dillon was a bad pick. A.J. Dillon is a very good football player. He could be your workhouse every, workhorse every down back in this offense if you wanted him to be. And then you get a complimentary back. Now, Jamal Williams, not the ideal compliment. Pretty, pretty redundant skill sets. And the Packers, you know, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, beautiful compliment. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, beautiful compliment. Now, A.J. Dillon, Kylan Hill, beautiful compliment. But then you have a situation where you have a first year back. As a rookie, Kylan Hill comes in, maybe he gets hurt again. And then you're dealing with a second year running back who you you don't know what you don't know what to make of. He didn't get very many opportunities last year. He had COVID, he was out a month with COVID. That would have been a pretty big gamble. A pretty big gamble. So again, I understand you part of it's you're paying for certainty, you're paying for culture, you're paying for all this stuff. It just is interesting now that A.J. Dillon is playing so well. He's playing so well that it makes you wonder. It goes back to all the conversations we had in the offseason. Does it make sense to pay A.J. Dillon? Or excuse me, does it make sense to pay Aaron Jones? And again, I, I thought that they got a fair market deal. I think plenty of other teams would have given Aaron Jones the deal that the Packers gave him. I'm I'm very glad that he's a Packer. He is someone who is a joy to cover. He's a really good football player, and I think that he can continue to help this football team. But the fact that A.J. Dillon has been really good and there were other players that they could have taken and other paths that they could have gone, I just think it is something worth exploring. And it is the kind of thing we can do on a bye week. Um, 
we, we, you know, we did, we did talk a little bit about doing some self-scouting. I just honestly, after having the conversation multiple times this week about, about really wanting to enjoy the season and, and enjoy and appreciate how good this team has been. It, it sort of felt hypocritical to then nitpick all of it. Now we could have spent the time praising them and saying, Oh, like, aren't, you know, aren't, isn't this great? Isn't Devondre Campbell playing well? I feel like we do that every week. So I just, I wanted to have a little bit of a different kind of discussion. And part of it is I wrote the piece for the leap about the early down um, success. And I think that that's a big part of it. This run game, not, not hitting on all cylinders is part of that. So just, just something that I've, I've had my eye on, by the way, I think down the stretch, this running game is going to be awesome. And maybe all of this, this whole conversation is going to end up being useless, but Again, it's the bye week. We're trying to have some fun and there's there's not a lot of news to be talking about. So we get to have conversations like this. That's great. No one plays daily fantasy to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are losing propositions long term because you never know what or who you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play and you handpick the team you want to face them one-on-one. This is never before seen innovation in fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero playing odds that are four times better. Four times better. So why not? Why not go to a place where you can get the better odds? Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on with the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Joining me now from NBC 26 in Green Bay is Chancellor Johnson. And Chancellor, this is I'm really excited to have you on the show. I love to have the the new people to the Packers beat and and the sports world in Green Bay on because I think they bring a fresh perspective. Um, and and things change so much year to year that it's it's great to get some fresh eyes. How are you, man? I'm doing doing well, man. Appreciate you for having me on the show. It's it's funny because you know I, I remember when I came in as like the new guy, and now it's it's weird how we've had more and more people come on now. Now I feel like an OG. I feel like a veteran now. <laughs> you are, you are, and, and you can be a veteran six months in because there could be three <laughs> new people tomorrow. Um, so let, let's let's go back there then. You you come in, and what was your first what was your first experience with the Packers in terms of of covering the team? Yeah, so I came in the 2019 season, and that was the year they the first year they went to the NFC Championship, and I came right. middle of October. And so, um, you know, they were playing well. Um, they go to the NFC Championship, obviously they lost, but that was that was pretty unique for me because I came straight out of college, and so having the opportunity to you know be in that locker room that was like I said pre COVID, so you had opportunity to get a chance to talk to some of the guys, establish those relationships. A lot different now, not as fun. Right, uh, but it was pretty cool, man. And, and, and like for me. Even just since then, obviously, now it's two years in a row and, and potentially a third one where I've covered a team coming out of school that's won, you know, with 13 games each time and each right. season, and then two NFC championships, you know, and a lot of people who, you know, are, are coming up first job at college, sometimes they're just covering high school. So for me to have this opportunity, I consider it a blessing. Yeah. Um, Packers fans here, they're nuts. And I say they're in a good, positive way. It's been a lot of fun for the most part. 
you probably still have to chase the occasional volleyball, high school volleyball Oops. highlight. Uh, and, and, uh, th that's always part of the deal. Was, was there a personality, um, uh, an interaction or something from that, from that first couple of weeks that stands out to you in terms of like, Oh, wow, this is like, he here I am. This is, this is, this is my life now. Yeah. You know, <sighs> really walking into Lambeau for the first time. You always yeah. hear about like, you know, Lambeau field, you know, and just as a stadium as a whole for the most part. But for me, coming from Houston, you know, NRG and, and to me in the South, the, the, the big one is AT&T stadium, obviously Jerry's world in Dallas, but to come here and, and to home of Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Right. And, <laughs> and to pretty much to see it and see like how legendary it is, and especially, you know, you get an opportunity to go during the winter months when December, January with snowing down. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. That, that's pretty much for me, like that immediately stuck out to me when I, I, when I first got here. But the other thing that I always think is uh, kind of noteworthy and I always will take with me is I remember walking up to Aaron Jones for the first time. And this was probably about probably there for about a month. I was still kind of getting my feet wet um, and introduced myself to the guys at the time. And I walked up to him and said, hey, what's going on, man? Chancellor, nice to meet you, man. I'm new here. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, man, I noticed. Because like, let's be honest, I'm the only person, well, only person of color, only black person on the beat. And so you know, that kind of stands out. So I, I was able to make relationships in general with those guys. But um, really nice guys. Like I said, it just sucks that you, you don't have the opportunity to kind of make those you know, personal conversations and, and build those relationships like usual. But I mean, the guys here are awesome. Having an opportunity to cover them, covering a winning team. It's been a lot of fun. You know, you, you you brought up the the idea of this this lack of diversity on the beat, and it, it has been something that that has stood out, I think, for a long time uh, in Green Bay. It's something that, by the way, the players notice. Um, they they seem to do a pretty good job of of balancing male and female. But to your point, it, you know, you are the only person of color, especially um, uh, right now. So, is that something that that you're sort of constantly aware of when you're in those situations? Absolutely. Um, and I actually want to be, want to be clarify that too, is that's, that's my bad. Don't leave out Adriana Torres. She works for uh, right. WBAY station here too. So she's another one. Um, but yeah, you, you know, it, it is interesting. Um, I, I definitely know it's one because uh, first off, obviously just being the only black person on the beat, but also two being really young. So, I mean, you know, it, I think it's a culture difference as well, not only just the age difference, but a culture difference. And so, you know, what I will say is, the people on the beat here are very nice. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, they've been phenomenal. I uh, had a chance to work with, you know, some of the OGs, as I like to call them, like Rob Demosky, Bill Huber, um, Jason Wilde. Good guys. No issues whatsoever. So I don't I want to make that a thing. But it, it is definitely something that, you know, you notice, you know, and, and, you know, when you have these conversations with these guys or how, you know, how I am on social media, like that stands out, you know. And so I'm very, very conscious of it. And I hope, you know, as we you know get into more and more seasons that um, some other people will be able to join the beat as well. Uh, so let's, let's, I'm, I'm glad we got to, to spend that time getting to know you because I think a lot of people, um, are still getting to know you. Uh, I, I'm, I, I feel lucky that, that we're getting to have these conversations. I love to, to get the new people on, as I mentioned, but let's talk some football. So the, the team success here is something that has been consistent since you've been in town. And, and by the way, it changed starting basically when you showed up because 2018 <laughs> and 2017 were not fun times to be Green Bay Packer fans, uh, presumably not to be Packers players or coaches either. So when when you when you think back now on the last you know two years, is there a through line where you can go, hey, yeah, this makes sense that that they've been able to continue this success because they do this thing or because they they are a certain way or they act a certain way or or whatever it is 
Yeah, I would say let me, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> you know, when you ever have, whenever you have a, a future yeah. Hall of Fame like that, and by my book, watching him every day, right, in practice and games, and seeing that up close and in person, he's the most talented quarterback to play the game of football. Obviously, you got another guy in Kansas City who's could be potentially on his heels, but the guy is just phenomenal. Um, and you know, all this talk about potential quarterback change, you know, down the line or whatever. I just really hope that Packers fans get an opportunity to really appreciate what they're watching because that guy is special. I was watching the, just the, even the, the Rams game. Some of the throws that the guy was making. And here's a guy who is, you know, whether we like it or not, is is downhill in his career. But right. he's still playing like the best quarterback in the league right now. You can make the argument that he should be one of the front candidates for MVP for a second straight season. Right. And obviously this is also coming off, you know, two weeks where he has been able to practice pretty much at all for the most part. And he's still looking, he's still looking dominant. You look at some of the pieces he has around him as well. That always helps um, Devontae Adams, who I remember I always kind of tell the story too. I knew coming in that Devontae Adams was really good, um, but watching him, another guy in person and seeing that guy, he's the best wide receiver in the league. I Growing up in Houston, I saw DeAndre Hopkins. And right. by my account, when he was in Houston, I thought DeAndre Hopkins was the best wide receiver in the league. But watching Devontae Adams, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's he's number one. And you can put Hopkins – Right there, too. But um, those two, the, the talent um, there on offense, obviously Aaron Jones, what he brings to the table uh, coming out of the backfield, he's a weapon. He's more than a running back to me. He's a weapon. Um, and I think also, too, I, I've been championing Matt LaFleur uh, for a while now, but I think he's one of the better head coaches in the league. Uh, what he's been able to do back-to-back 13 win seasons, I don't care who your quarterback is. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is very important. I'm not discounting that, but – it's still more to it than that. You have to be able to lead men, right? And you have to be able to come up with the right game plan. You have to be able to uh, match your personalities with that guys in the locker room. And he's been able to do that. Right. And so I think I will lead with Aaron Rodgers being obviously the, the key cog in all the Packers' success over the past couple of years and so on and so forth. But um, he also has some help with um, just the talent around him and uh, up, up front with management and, and uh, head coach Matt LaFleur. Did you think at, at 23 23- – you would ever see Aaron Rodgers' feet in a press conference? Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> and then following up with that, had to stare at Billy Turner. Right. So, um, I'll not believe my cup of tea, but hey, it makes that's one thing about the Packers beat. You know, every uh, no no day is the same. They keep it fun. They keep it light, man. So it's so it's all good in my book. Were Were you watching? the press conference in August or September, whenever it was, when Aaron Rodgers answered the question about his vaccination status? I was, I was actually in the room <laughs> there. And I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting there when he said, uh, I've been immunized. I was like, that's weird. You know, I didn't think yeah. that much of it, you know, and, and listen, sometimes, you know, a lot of reporters get clowned for it, for asking a direct immediate question. And then once they, you know, when they say like, yes, yeah, like, like, duh, like, it's for reasons like that, because you do have to follow up. You do have to make sure that you're accurate on that, because I think a lot of people just gave him a pass. And, and looking back on it, Aaron Rodgers is a very smart guy. As we all know, he's he's very careful with his words as well, too. So he definitely tried to pull a pull a, you know, wool over people's eyes. But um, truth came to light. And, and so hopefully um, it doesn't affect them moving forward. You know, if they obviously they have aspirations of winning a championship. When we found out what we found out when when we he got the positive test and it came to light that he was not vaccinated we don't have to dive dive into the like the politics or anything like that what was the reaction in the newsroom in in the sports department 
for for you guys or did, what conversations took place on the beat that that you can share when when that news came to light for sure i think after i'll go actually a step further right so i think so when it came out it was like whoa that's interesting so he's not vaccinated okay cool right so that that happened but to me talking to some of my other peers on the beat it was like well why is he talking to pat mcafee on a Friday before the Packers have a really big game against Kansas city that week when he really doesn't have to say anything. Right. So at that point he already been caught in let's let's be honest a lot. Right. And so he could have easily went quiet and Hey, Hey guys, you know, I, I was dishonest. Uh, you know, um, I should have said, you know, I should have been honest from the jump or whatever, whatever. But instead, he decided to, while the Packers are practicing, because I remember we were all we, mm-hmm. were, we were all in the practice at the time, and we get a notification that Aaron Rodgers is about to talk to Pat McAfee randomly. And so we all saw what we were doing. Uh, a couple of the reporters, they actually left practice to make sure that they could sit down and, and, and fully you know, take in that press conference. But that was really strange. And I was like, well, you know, obviously like what, what good does that do? Cause he could have talked on a Saturday, maybe even on an off day where the Packers aren't, you know, don't have to talk. But then right after that, after he finished his press conference, here comes Malafleur having to answer questions when he has a game to prepare for. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, but yeah, obviously there's some other stuff that, you know, you can get into later on, but um, we don't I, have I, to talk to my, my peers about that. That was uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> so th- this team, as they, as they come out of the bye week right now, they're obviously in their bye week. Um, when, when you try and diagnose, okay, if they can just, if they can just take this little step, this little tweak, whatever it is, uh, that, that makes them, I, I said, I've been saying all this week, I think they're the favorites right now. Um, and, and like, I just think not just, not just their upside when they get healthy, but, but what they are right now, and then you factor in what they can be. I think they're the favorites. Um, well, let's, let's just start there. What do you think of that idea? I, I agree with that. Um, right now, I think when they're clicking all cylinders, I think they're really tough to beat. Um, the, the problem is the NFC is just so darn tough. Yeah. You look around. I mean, there's not really an easy game, you know, when you talk about it from the wild card round on. And so if you're the Packers, I would say you want to aim for that bye week. Obviously, not only do you get home home field advantage, but also not having to deal with one of those teams. It's just one less game you have to play. And so because you could very well end up playing, you know, a really good team you know, in that, in that first round and then having to potentially go on the roll later on, is just not very fun. But to answer your original question, to me, it's about being consistent, right? Like we saw a little bit of that when they played the Rams about how the offense was able to click and the defense was uh, played pretty well. Obviously they gave up around 25 points or so, but that's a high powered Rams offense. And they were able to get stops and turnovers when they needed it. They were right. able to pressure the quarterback as well with Sean Gary coming off that elbow injury. I mean, within the first quarter makes a huge play and Packers been, were able to capitalize on that as well. So to me, I just want to see them be consistent. And I think, if they can, are able to tie that all together, then uh, I mean, who's going to beat this team? Obviously, like I said, you got the Cardinals, but we saw what they were able to do against, against the Cardinals in Arizona, beat them. Right. No uh, Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard. Exactly. And then obviously uh, Rams, another favorite, they beat up on them. So, um, you know, Cowboys are another team, I think, or a team to watch. And obviously, of course, the team that beat them last year, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I think the teams that, you know, could give them a run for their money, but I would definitely have uh, the Green Bay Packers as the NFC favorites coming out. And and not just that, I mean, the Packers, imagine how Packer fans would be feeling if it's Packers Vikings in the first round, if they have to play the 2-7 <laughs> or it's Packers 49ers. Mm-hmm. And that that 49ers team, George Kittle is back and Brandon Ayuk is starting to make plays. I mean, that could be a really scary thing for, for Packers fans, no doubt. Um, 
this is not something that I would normally ask about during uh, a game week, but it's not a game week. So I get to ask you about it. Um, I'm, I've been asking everyone who is, who is there all off season and, and, and got to see this. What have your impressions been of Jordan love starting in the spring and, and his evolution, even going back to, you know, whatever you were able to see in, um, you know, l- last year. Yeah, I would say he's definitely taken a step for a uh, step forward this season. Last year was a little rough. I was watching him, um, you know, in training camp and, um, you know, and everything like that. And he looked like a guy who came out, you know, a little early um, or, you know, for a first round guy. And I think this year he's, he's taken a step forward. And I think it's really important for people to remember. And I think going back to that Chiefs game, I actually didn't think he played bad at all against Kansas City. He looked like a guy who, you know, <laughs> who looked like he was playing his first start on the road. That's, yeah. that's where it amounted to it. And so I think... I think we get in the habit of watching certain guys like Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or even, you know, you know, just other quarterbacks who have been able to come in the league and immediately look like a franchise guy. But it's, it doesn't always have to be that way. Guys can build and get better over time and, and, and turn to, to you know, the, the guy that the Packers drafted Jordan Love to be. Um, so I, I think he, he's gotten better. Um, what, you know, but I would like to see more of a sample size than just a, a preseason game, a couple of preseason games where the defense are vanilla. And then, you know, one way he has a little bit more time to work with wide receivers and come up with a full game plan. I like to see a little, see a little bit more of that. But I think, it, you know, he's like, he looks better. But as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing the way he is right now, why play him? Like, right. like you have a guy who, once again, for a second straight year, is playing at an MVP level. As far as I'm concerned, you bring him back again next year and do it all over again. And if if that's what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, that is probably exactly what the Packers are going to do. Though I I do think it would be fun to see Jordan Love in Week 18. Let's say they have the bye week sewn up or they're locked into their their playoff seating. Let's see let's see Jordan Love with a full week to prepare as the starter and a game plan built around his strengths. I just think it would be a fun thing to see. I have been cast as anti-Rogers chancellor <laughs> and I have been cast as wanting to see Jordan Love play over Aaron Rodgers. That's not true, but I, I am curious to see. I'm curious to see what that looks like. Um, but that's as far as it goes. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Um, and and I hope people will will check you out on Twitter, uh, Chancellor TV. Um, if you if you are in market, check out NBC 26. And I appreciate you taking the time, man. Thanks for having me, Peter. All right. I want to thank Chancellor for joining the show. Great to, uh, to talk to him. Um, I'm sure bigger and bigger and better things await him for sure. Um, he is, he is a, a fun guy to talk to and a, and a talented, talented reporter. So I think, um, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the future and then maybe a lot less because he's going to go to a bigger market and, and do other stuff. Uh, bet online has you covered all season with more props, odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the March to the playoffs, bet online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season head to the new updated website or or mobile and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit just use the promo code locked on from basketball football NHL boxing and UFC right down to your favorite Las Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right, our live show is tomorrow. We're we're tweaking the time a little bit. 6 Central. 6 Central, 7 Eastern, and we're doing that so that my son can go meet Santa. Okay? So, I don't want to hear any complaints. I want my son to meet Santa for the first time and um I'm very excited about that. So, we're going to do the live show at 
6 Central, 7 Eastern tomorrow. YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube and not subscribed, go subscribe. And uh, we have a lot more great content coming. This is a, a fascinating season to be covering and watching the Green Bay Packers. So um, we've got stuff at the Leap. Go subscribe at the Leap. We've got t-shirts coming for you for you Leapers. Um, that we're going to have a store soon where you can buy Leap merchandise. That's going to be really, really cool. Wait until you see it. It is. I'm so excited for you guys to see that. I will be sure to pump out the link uh, as soon as possible. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920 341 3775 to stay locked on Packers.